like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Eric Lyons, and this is Electrified. Welcome to episode 93, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome to March. This is the first episode of March. March Madness is on the horizon. But. We won't get into that until Selection Sunday. You know, we still got conference tournaments to get. Hey, man, that that's coming. That's coming. You guys know I'm excited about that. I love March Madness. I'm excited to see what my Michigan boys do. So, yeah, we're going to get into that when the time comes. But right now, we have other things to tend to. But before we get into that, I hope everybody had a great week. I, myself, I enjoyed my week. The weather has been quite pleasant. And if, you know... See, I live in Maryland, if you didn't know that, I'm a Maryland guy, and usually March is like our hit or miss for like big snowstorms, and it's still cold out, not this year, it's it's like we're, we're flipping the switch, we're getting right into spring, and honestly, it hasn't snowed, so yeah, I'm hey man, I, you guys, if you, if you know me, I'm a winter guy, I love fall and winter, but winter's my favorite season, but if it's not going to snow, hey, Let's go ahead and get to it, man. Let's go ahead and get let's go ahead and get to the spring because you know, for it to just be cold and, and cloud, hey, if it's not gonna snow, no thanks. Let's go ahead and get to spring. Because I don't like honestly I don't like the summer, but spring I can do spring. Even though I get to sneezing and the cut. hey, I do like spring. I like, you know, Easter's coming and Yeah, yeah, spring is cool. WrestleMania see yeah, spring's cool, spring's cool. I like spring. Uh, so yeah, man, I, it's it's been a great week. Work's been all right. I've been in the gym. It's been a good week, man. I just I just feel good about this week, and I hope this weekend is great. I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend as well. But you know, I say you might have a great weekend for the end. But as far as uh, what we have to talk about today, we're gonna talk about the coronavirus and the impact it's having on sports. Talk about the rise and fall of the 2017 Jaguars. I don't think people really understand how good that defense was. I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, and then we're going to go into the Brady rumors. Uh, the, my first NBA update, which is going to do this every Friday. So, yeah. So I told you guys I would, I would get into it. When it, when the time would come, I knew I would get into NBA uh, basketball season. I'm, I'm, I'm all in now. I'm all in now. I've been watching a lot of basketball, especially this week. And I've been looking at the playoff race and everything. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm going to tell you guys a couple of things that you might not like, but you have to hear it. Uh, and then we're going to switch gears and go into uh, boxing. First, I want to talk about what uh, Javante Tank Davis posted on his Instagram account. And then we'll go backtrack to last weekend to the DAZN card that I wasn't even going to watch. I just... Put it on just to put it on because I didn't even know I didn't know Chocolatito was fighting when I saw Chocolatito was on a card. I said, "Oh, let me tune in." Surprisingly, great card for the zone after you know the celebrity thing they had and you know last week I was talking about how uh, underwhelming this first quarter for boxing had been. Great card for boxing, and we're gonna of course we're gonna talk about Mikey Garcia 
and chocolate chocolate so let's get started man so let's get right into it into uh what we got what what you know the whole world is dealing with right now uh in the coronavirus apparently this is not anything to play with man i i you know we they've there's been multiple deaths and i believe here in maryland uh they test three people tested positive in montgomery county so you know it's it's getting close to where i am and i'm just like why dog i'm not gonna lie i know the the surgical masks they don't do the best for protection but i mean look my thing is if i go cop a couple I don't want no white mask or blue or green, like an ugly, you know, regular surgical mask. Bro, I want, like, a little drip. Like, they don't got no Nike ones. Like, do they got, like, a a Louis V, a Gucci. No, we don't do Gucci. Uh, Like, a Hermes, Hermes, uh, protection mask, bro. Like, if I could get, like, a designer mask, oh, I I rock it. I rock it for sure. I rock it for sure. Go to the gym with my Nike mask on. I I can't, you know, got to protect myself at all times. That'll be tough. But no, in all seriousness, man, this 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 thing is is real, and it, it feels like every what two three years something is out. Uh, Ebola. See, Ebola was a lot harder to catch, so that really wasn't like a. a scared you know that the bird flu that was scary but this the coronavirus as far as you know diseases that i've seen and everything and scares i think this is the biggest one as far as like things that, that make you sick like i think this is the most intense one i've seen as of recent in recent years so watching this play out live and watching have having been watching it over the last couple of months it's really crazy and now it's getting to the point where you know it's here in the states and even internationally now it's starting to affect business uh you see in amazon over in seattle somebody had it that's a positive for it um and now it's it's starting to spread and this the sports organizations the sports teams are starting to take precautions because it's scary man it's scary for fans and it's scary for players of course officials everybody involved in whatever game it is uh so there are precautions to be taken but the biggest thing for me so far that i've seen i think that is like the like really the biggest thing are the olympics you know the summer olympics are this is you know this summer 2020 in tokyo and (laughs) look (laughs) i don't know man if, if this isn't under control or if it's not getting any better by the end of April, close to May, hey, we got to do what we got to do to protect the people and protect protect the uh, the athletes involved in the Olympics. As of right now, there haven't been any talks of cancellation or you know pushing the Olympics back. It's been more so um, how can we best protect the people and when we say the people we mean the fans of course but more so the athletes so as of right now one of the things the biggest thing that they they had uh discussed during this meeting was uh 
to have the Tokyo Games with no fans and the only spectators would be uh, the broadcasters. I mean, at the end of the day, the Olympics. Okay, the Olympics are entertaining, yes, but it's not really an entertainment sport. You understand what I'm saying? It's not like football. It's not like basketball. Like it's not really meant for us, honestly. These events, a lot of solo events, more for the athlete. You know, I mean, we root, we we have our favorites. We root for our country and everything. But this is this is more about them. So I'm I I, I I'm not. I don't know how that would feel as a as a uh, an athlete in the Olympics. Like I don't know how that would feel as a track star not hearing the crowd roaring. I don't know how that would feel as a swimmer not hearing anybody in the gym. I don't know how that would feel as a um I'm trying to think like oh gymnastics. Like gymnastics hearing like no applause after your set. Yeah, I don't know. That could be a little weird. But if it keeps you safe, hey man, whatever. As long as you compete, you compete. But then they don't they, they want to limit the contact like you know contact sports between the athletes. So I mean in the in the, in the grand scheme of things, we know what this will ultimately come down to, and that's money. Unfortunately, I I don't know if health and safety will outweigh the money train in this situation simply because According to uh, the reports that came out of this meeting that the uh, that the big uh, I forgot what administration had this meeting, but it was a bunch of people from the sports world involved with the Olympics. The the uh, excuse me, yes, uh, basically, um, wow, I'm I'm losing it. Holding the Olympics without spectators and also having to refund tickets that have already been purchased. Cause Tokyo organizations, uh, Tokyo organizers up to eight hundred fifty million million dollars. Eight hundred fifty, not thousand, not eight hundred fifty, eight hundred fifty million dollars. Now, eight hundred fifty million dollars. That's a lot of money, but you have to think. Like I said, if this doesn't get better. You have to think about what you would have to do to make sure that nobody there is infected. And then it's just it's just too many question marks. It's too many question marks. So I don't think we should cancel the games because these athletes have been working for the past four, four plus years. Whether you were at the 2016 Olympics or you were in 2012 and missed 2016, whatever the case may be. These athletes have been working very hard to get to this point. Some, for some, this is their first Olympics. For some, this could be their last Olympic Games. There, there could be there, 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 there may be no 20, uh, 2024 for some, some for a lot of these athletes. So, Tokyo may be their last and only shot. So, if they can ensure that the you know that that they they cut out if they have to cut out like a lot of the media. A lot of the meet and greets or whatever they, the, a lot of the uh, you know, extra stuff that the uh, that the Olympic athletes go through, especially like living in an Olympic village and everything like that. 
if all of that has to get cut out and and, and we all just go to Tokyo and, and run through these games, so be it. If that's the safest route, so be it. But I don't think we should cancel the Olympics. I know at first I was like, when I first heard that they might cancel the Olympics, I was like, hey, go ahead. But, of course, you know, after thinking and having a second thought and having a second opinion on that, I don't think that's necessary. But I think that if it's safe, let's just do it without spectators. If it gets better. But if it gets worse, especially in that area, and then you have to think, these athletes are coming from all over the world on all different planes. You know, these aren't just athletes from the States. These aren't just athletes from, you know. So, yeah, I don't know how they're going to handle this. It's, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of moving pieces. It's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of question marks. In a situation like this, you want to be certain. And uncertainty is not good for a situation like this. So, you want to be as safe as possible. Then you look at, you know, how it's impacting soccer. Uh, all first of all, all sporting events in Italy will be played without spectators, uh, for at least the next month. So they're not taking any chances, not taking any chances, and rightfully so. You have to protect yourselves. You have to protect your people. You have to protect, you know, once again, your athletes. But people first. You know what I mean? Like we're all people at the end of the day. So it's it's just uh just being safe. Uh, it's, and then, then uh, they even went to go as the uh, the highest t- the highest tier of soccer in France has restricted all handshakes between players and refs. Uh, that reminded me of how uh, what's my guy name? Oh, C.J. McCullough said he wouldn't be shaking hands with uh, or signing autographs until this is all you know cleared up or whatever. And I I agree with that. Uh, the, I think the Honestly, to me, the worst thing to happen that I've heard is even the thought of canceling WrestleMania. No, that's not the worst thing. It's not. But I th- okay. Well, to me, it's the worst thing. Uh, I'm sorry. I, listen, man. I know this is a serious situation. I know it's not a game. I know it's listen, man. Prayers up to everybody. Uh, I hope we all are are blessed with the hedge of protection. Those who have not been affected by this awful disease, but those who have been impacted by this, prayers for them and their families. But I have to, look, you guys know me. I have to lighten up situations, man. So for me, hearing the thought of WrestleMania being canceled really upset me. But WWE said the show must go on. And as of right now, nothing is being canceled. So Tampa, Florida, just hold it just hold it together, please. Just hold it together. Because I want to see John Cena versus The Fiend, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. I would love to see those matches. So let's hold it together, Florida. Let's stay healthy. Wash your hands. You know, don't do not do too much. Hands to hand, combat, all that good stuff. Let's, let's keep WrestleMania on, on course. Let's stay on course for Mania, man. Please, for the sake of me. Um, but no, I, I, I honestly though, as far as this, you know, to conclude here with this, I just think that it's just a matter of how safe can we be? And as far as like impacting or negating from, you know, regular schedule, 
how far is too far and how much is too much. I think that everybody has to just take a deep breath. And that's for, and, and, and and outside of sports, not even just sports, I think just everybody in general, especially here in the United States where we're, we're, we're so where the media scares the hell out of everybody. I think everybody needs to relax and just listen, man. Treat this like it's just a normal flu, and just go about everything like you know. Man, wash your hand, wash your hands, wash your hands. Uh, hand sanitizer. Don't put your hands in your face uh, after you know at, at work or wherever you are. Uh, fist bumps, please. I don't. I try not to shake hands. Fist bumps. Um, for my romantics out there, if if you're not already, have, hey man. Don't be kissing no random people, ladies, gentlemen, at the club. All right, uh, let's keep our hands to ourselves. Let's be as wholesome as possible this weekend. Because I know some of you won't, but it's a lot going on out here right now. So let's all be as safe as possible, man, and just you know try not to feed into the social media scare tactics, the media scare tactics. Hey, man, we've 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 seen things of this nature before. Show we'll all get through it. Let's all just relax. Like Aaron Rodgers said, man. R E L A X. Relax. All right, man. Moving on. Let's stay in Florida. Well, no, let's not stay in Florida because Florida is a wild place. I don't even think Florida is a real place, by the way. Florida and Australia, they're not real places. But this is a sports podcast. I might have to make a podcast where I talk about stuff like that because, look, man, Florida. And Australia They're not real places They're not real places But <laughs> Jacksonville man Jacksonville that's where we're going That's why we're in Florida Jacksonville Do you guys remember Back in 2017 Let's go back to 2017 2017 was a good year I enjoyed 2017 Let's go back to 2017 And The Jacksonville Jaguars are driving down the field. AFC title game at Gillette. Not even supposed to be there. Nobody expected them to get this far. We had, we had all been watching the video of Jalen Ramsey saying, we going to the Super Bowl. And we going to win. The, yeah, we, we remember all of that. That was happening. We were excited. We watched Gronk get knocked out the game. We watched uh, Jalen Ramsey run down the field, throwing warm-up, screaming, Brady. We saw all of that. But we get to the point where it's almost the end of the game And you just know You just feel it That something is not going to go right for the Jags You watch the game go You watch mistakes get made You watch penalties get cold And it's just like That's not good for them You're in Gillette Can't make any mistakes Blake Bortles could not drive them down the field And they lose that game But it's just like wow what a valiant effort for a team that was not supposed to be here. But that season, that 2017 season for the Jaguars, you would think they were supposed to be there, honestly. I mean, because a lot of people look at the Jags and they look at Blake Bortles. Okay, was the quarterback play superb? No, it was not. Blake Bortles did 21 touchdowns, 13 interceptions that season. Leonard Fournette had a good year, over 1,000 yards rushing. 
when we think about when I think about the 2017 Jaguars, I think about that defense. That defense was something. That defense was something, man. That defense was a force to be reckoned with. Seriously, a fortress, if you would. All right, so this Jaguars team, they went 10-6, and six and they won the AFC South. They had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 games, not including the playoff game, the wild card game. They had seven regular season games where they held their opponent to uh, less than 10 points or zero. One shutout against the Colts, 27 to nothing. But they beat the Ravens. I remember this game, the London game, 44 to 7. They they went to Pittsburgh, beat the Steelers 30 to 9, beat the Colts 27 to 0, beat the Texans 45 to 7, swept the Texans because they beat them again 29 to 7, beat the Bengals 23 7, beat the Browns 19 7. This defense was just clobbering people, man. Clobbering people. Not to mention, they went to Pittsburgh again in January. Before we get there, they they, they, they held the Bills to um, less than 10 points. But my favorite game out of this whole stretch, this whole run, especially in the playoffs, was when they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the divisional game, in the divisional round. I say this because that year, everybody was so... Everybody had their eyes set on... The Steelers versus the Patriots in the title game. Like everybody said, oh yeah, let's get ready for the rematch. You know, let's let's go, man. Everybody, like the media, the the Steelers. Everybody was acting like the Jaguars didn't exist, or like they just they just were gonna go out there and lay down. Like I was pissed off for them. I'm like, bro, are you guys serious right now? And also, that was a year that the Packers weren't weren't in the playoffs, so. I was riding with the Jags that year. I, I love Jalen Ramsey. So I was riding with them that year. So I was like, yo, man, let's go beat these Steelers. For real. Like, let's let's go get them. Because I, I really think that the Jags are going to go up there and beat them. And they did. And they did. So, yeah, I, I you know, it's just crazy to look back on. And the picture I was going to use for the, uh, the cover for this episode before I, you know, I changed the vision. It was a, a picture of uh, the Jags' defense in 2017. You got uh, Calvin Gibson, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, who was on his— the, the whole reason I'm doing this is because A.J. Boye is supposed to be on his way to Denver when the time comes. They're going to trade him to Denver. He's like the last of the Mohegans on that defense and that secondary. Um, and then Barry Church, all five of these guys are gone, gone, and you just like it's just like, bro, how do you not keep this team together? How? How? Where? Like, where do you go wrong with a team like this? This Jaguars team was only one possession away, and I mean, it's easy to say. They shouldn't pay Blake Bortles. But, I mean, it's deeper than that. I, I go to Tom Coughlin and the way he handled his team. I think that's a big part of that. But, honestly, they lost They lost more. You know, I think a quarterback, the receiving core was different. Want to look at the rosters for, for, for 
between you know from 2017 to right now. We're gonna look at the rosters and how that changed as well. The receiving core are weaker, but I mean you could say that maybe if they wouldn't have would have Whitney got a quarterback that off season and went on and got rid of Bortles that in that moment, flipped flipped it on them like that instead of waiting to go get you know get Nick Foles two seasons too late. I mean yeah, hell yeah that's that's that's. Yeah, that's that, yeah. You could say that. You could definitely say that because I mean, if they go get a quarterback that off season, there's a strong chance they're right back in the mix. Because I think that Jaguars team should not have been out of the mix just like that. I I remember talking about this on like one of the first episodes, maybe the first episode of this podcast. I remember it was my 2018 season kickoff, right? I don't even think this episode is available. But also, also, if you go on certain sites, right, it'll say I have 90 episodes or well, now it'll say 91. Either way, it'll be two off. That's cap because one, my first episode is not available for certain reasons. And I believe it was another episode. I can't remember where that. It just doesn't exist anymore For reasons I cannot disclose Or reasons I just Listen, just know We are at 93 But The very first episode NFL kickoff The NFL kickoff special, right? I remember looking at the Jaguars schedule that year And I remember It might have been week 3 or 4 They played the Patriots at home And I remember saying Bro, they're going to be pissed off and it's at home. It's going to be hot. And they're going to beat the Patriots. And it's going to be ugly. What happened? Hold on. Let's go back and look. Let's go back and look. They won. Let's see. Let's go back to the 2018 schedule. Why is... Oh. Not that year. I hate it here. All right, here we go. Their regular season schedule. Thank God. It was week two. It was week two. They beat the Patriots 31 to 20. Right. And then after that, they lost 9 to 6 to the Titans. They beat the Jets 31 12. But after that Cowboys game, the Cowboys beat them 40 to 7. After that, it was all downhill for the Jaguars, man. It was all downhill. All downhill for them But my point is I called them beating the Pats Because I said they're going to be pissed off They're going to beat them And then it was downhill from there So That's 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 You know A, a testament of how Fast things went wrong You know You get an off season You're two weeks into the season It's just like Yo We're going to beat the Patriots Like that was that thing They were thinking that all year Yo we're going to beat the Patriots We're going to beat the Patriots They beat the Patriots And then it was like Alright what's next And they didn't figure out What was next but that twenty back to the twenty seventeen defense, bro. It was so special. Uh, twenty four sacks, seventeen forced fumbles, twenty one interceptions. Uh, Jalen Rams, Jalen Barry Church, and uh, Tashawn Gibson all had four picks. AJ Boye had led the team with six, and uh, Talvin Smith had three. And then the offense was even like surprisingly three hundred sixty five point nine yards per game, twenty one point six. Yards per game, both ranking in the top 10. It's just like, bro, this team was crazy. 
And then they weren't. So it's just crazy to think about. And like my, my guy Nick said in the group message, he had it was funny. He said this. He was just like they um that's like how the Titans could be. And I'm just like, wow, that'd be crazy. But then I don't know if the Titans see here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with the Titans. It would start with the quarterback and running back situation. If Henry if Henry excuse me, if Henry walks and they lose Tannehill or something like that, then yeah, I don't I don't think this team will be back. No. Don't think so. Uh and then I'm not even gonna go there. We're gonna wait. I'm not gonna say nothing. I was about to say something about the 49ers, but no. Uh, yeah. So back, back to uh, <laughs> back to that. So that was interesting that he said that. I was just like, well, if that's the case, that would be crazy. But let's look at the rosters. Okay, so the 2017 starters. You got Blake Bortles, Leonard Fournette. Oh yeah, Tommy Bohannon, the runner, the uh, fullback. I remember him. You got look at the receiving core: Allen Hearns, Marquise Lee. At tight end, you got Mercedes Lewis. Now, Gardner Minshew, um, I got Leonard Fournette still here. You got DJ Clark, Chris Conley, D.D. Westbrook. Damn, they have a tight end listed? What the hell? Look at that. Two completely different rosters. Defense. Uh, Look at the secondary. Oh, my goodness. Remember Paul, Piz- uh, Paul Polanski? Polanski, he retired. Uh... You got, look, linebacker Talvin Smith, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, Barry Church, Deshaun Gibson. That's half the damn defense. You still got Miles Jack. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, Yannick um, Ndokwe. He's, he, they're going to tag him, but he might be getting traded to uh, Buffalo and Seattle's in the mix, so he might be gone. So that's one, two, and then you go to today. Look at that, completely different team. A.J. Boye, he's gone. So... Um, I was Jack still there. Once again, unique, unique Ndakwe might be gone. So let's take him away. Let's say he gets traded. So that means one, two, three, four, five, six. Over half the defense that got you to an AFC title game gone. And and you know during two two thousand eighteen two thousand nineteen they were leaving like you lost Church Gibson. And uh, Smith during that route. Then you lose Jalen in 2019. Now you're losing Boye in 2020. They're all gone. All gone. All gone. And you're leaving. Poor old Leonard Fournette to fend for himself on that offense. Hey, man, you hate to see it. But like I said, it, it, it's just it was just interesting to look back on. Because I, when I got off of work the other day, I saw the, the A.J. Boye thing. I was like, wow, that's the last of the Mohicans, bro. I'm like, that 2017 team is really gone now. I mean, that's really crazy. Um, Yeah, man, I think that's all I had on that. I just thought it was interesting. I just I just know that a lot of people don't really remember that team like that because of how fast it went downhill. So, yeah, man, rest in peace to the uh, 2017 Jags, man. Hate to see it. All right, man. Let's move on to what we have now going on. The Tom Brady rumors, man. This this one shocked me, honestly. First of all, let's start off with what I missed last week at the Syracuse game. Syracuse game. Yeah, Edelman, Brady together. Oh yeah, Jimmy Fallon was there. 
So it was live And somebody gets a, a picture of them on FaceTime With none other than Head coach Former teammate Of the Tennessee Titans Mike Vrabel on FaceTime So internet goes crazy over that Then a couple days later we, we hear that There's allegedly mutual interest Between Tom Brady And the San Francisco 49ers Dog, they cannot do that to Jimmy. They cannot do that to Jimmy Gar- Jimmy Garoppolo, man. Bro, they can't do that to him. They can't. But this is. But then again, they can because why the hell not? We've seen this movie before. We've seen this before. Not at this magnitude, though. Not at this magnitude. Not at this magnitude. And what I'm what I'm talking about is, uh, what's my guy's name? What is my guy's name, bro? From the Vikings Minnesota Miracle He's in Washington now Oh my god What is his name He led the score with chat Why is his name Blocked out of my memory Oh no Hold on It's gonna come back to me Before I even look it up Isn't it Let's see uh, What the hell was his name Minneapolis Miracle Right we remember this What is his name though what was his Case Keenum? Case Keenum. Okay, there we go. I don't know why I wanted to say Kevin Cobb. That was the name floating around my mind. It was Kevin Cobb. I don't know why, but Case Keenum. Yes, Case Keenum came up and he took the Vikings to the uh, NFC title game. You know they went to go play the Eagles. See, it was just the Eagles' year that year. Regardless, it was the Eagles' year that year. It didn't matter if they had Carson make a wish. Win- ooh, ooh, that was rude. It didn't matter if they had Carson Wentz or Big Dick Nick. Yeah, it was it was destined for them. But you know, when when you come off of something like the Minnesota, the Minneapolis Miracle, you would think it's your year too. And uh, Case Keenum didn't have a bad year, so instead of keeping him, what did they do? They go give, they they go to the bank. This first of all, they go to the bank because they had to find out what bank Kirk Cousins bank with. It's Bank of America. They go to Bank of America after Kirk Cousins sent him his account and routing number. They go to Bank of America on his behalf. They open up their checkbook and they just write off a blank check, and they let Kirk just. Put the put the envelope on the table and slide his slide his numbers, and that's how that deal got done. But in my mind, that's how that deal got done. So they give him the bank. They miss the playoffs. Then they just go to the playoffs. What they had to do? Lose to the Forty ers in the division round. All right. So we've seen guys have success just for them to bring in somebody else to take the reins. We've seen that. But at this magnitude, you're telling me uh, literally a month after your Super Bowl appearance, you're now being told that there is some type of possibility that Tom Brady, the guy you already backed up in New England, could be coming to San Francisco. 
And you know he ain't coming there to sit behind you. So what do you think is going to happen? And honestly, though, where does that put the psyche of Jimmy Garoppolo? A guy who, who's, who's, who's been taking a lot of flack for his Super Bowl performance when, honestly, it was his coach's fault. Granted, Jimmy G didn't have a great game. And, and, and this is a guy who, who's just had his first full starting, starting season as an NFL quarterback. He goes to the Super Bowl, and he loses the Super Bowl. And it's just like, bro, he should be thinking about getting back to the Super Bowl, having another great season with his, his team. He shouldn't be thinking about, oh, my God, is this, is this old-ass man about to come back and ruin me? No. No, and and then in the grand scheme of things, could you imagine the team that they traded him to? The Patriots traded their man to the Forty Nineers only for Brady to end up out there again, out there. Oh man, that would be tough. That would be tough. That would be tough because you think. If you don't trade him, he's still there now. You know, he would be probably about to be the starter and Brady could go, you know, to hell or wherever he wanted. Right. But you, you, you didn't do that. So that would just be crazy to me. And I just think that, okay, I don't know if this has any real steam, but if it, like, let's just say hypothetically it does, let's just go with this is real and there is, you know, something brewing here. Once again, as Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm looking around. I'm looking at management. I'm looking at John Lynch. I'm looking at Coach Shanahan. I'm looking at guys a little different now. I'm starting to question them. Do you guys trust me? Did I not do enough? Did I not just come back off a torn ACL and take you guys to the Super Bowl? Am I getting a lot of credit? No. But did I show up when I needed to? Yes. Did I prove Eric Lyons wrong? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You did come up big in some games, bro. You did. You came up big in, the, in that Seahawks game. You showed me something against the Cardinals. You showed me glimpses. Did you have to do it all the time? No, you did not, but that's not your fault. The run game was serious. Showed, showed me that when you played uh, my boys. Yeah, but not taking on Look, man, Gucci G, man, Gucci Garoppolo, he didn't have a choice. He, was, he went with the, 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 he, you know, with the cards that he was dealt. But... If I'm him, I'm looking around like, bro, look, man. Y'all not going to do this to me. Y'all not going to do this to me. Y'all not going to do this to me. And if y'all trade me, period, trade me. Because I'm not going to sit behind this old man for two years. No. Not after what I just did. No way in hell am I sitting behind a 43-year-old man was coming out here to 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 live out his midlife crisis. No, it's not happening. It's not happening. But on the Brady side of things, that would make a lot of sense. You go out to Cali, team you love growing up. Giselle's probably going to be happy. The kids are going to probably be happy. Way happier than they would be in Tennessee. Way happier than they would be in somewhere like Tampa. Good God, even though I advocated for that. Uh, way happier than, you know, I don't know. I just think that the alternate to a New England, if the if that alternate, alternate is 
San Francisco. Oh yeah, I'll take that. New coast. It's not cold. Uh yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if this thing gets if this thing gets wheels on it. I would just feel really bad for Jimmy G, man. And then I don't know how true this is. This this could be just pure smoke and just smoking mirrors or somebody just felt like saying this, but Street's saying that apparently A B and Brady have been in contact some like some way and they're gonna team up wherever they go. Once again. San Francisco makes a lot of sense. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bro, could you imagine A B and Brady who started the season off together? Going out there to San Francisco with that team that's already loaded on both sides of the ball. That's something to think about. That's something to think about. Something to think about. And then it's just like, well, what does that leave the Patriots? What do they do next? Who knows? We'll talk about that next time. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. This is weird, though. Having a guy you backed up, that's like if, like, Favre, like, came back to the Packers or something. It was like, hey, Aaron, go sit down. Like, like, bro, that's just weird. Like, I really hope they don't do that to Jimmy G, man. No way they do that to Jimmy G. I really hope not. Um, All right, man. Switching sports, switching gears. Let's talk some NBA. I know my basketball fans are excited about this. 41 minutes into the show. Uh, Yeah, man. Let's talk NBA. Because this has been an interesting week. Exciting week. In the world of hoops. Uh, we've seen a lot going on, man. A lot of teams heating up. Heating up. Did you? That might have went over your head like a carry-on. That might have went over your head like a carry-on. I'll say it again. This week's been interesting. Teams have been heating. Heating up. They, heating up. All right. I'm done. You guys don't get it. I'm I'm sorry. I chose to be a podcast host, producer, creator, whatever the hell. Uh, but I could have been a comedian. I'm just saying, because that was funny. Um, listen, man, Miami Heat. What what are they? What are they? Four straight now. Look, be real with y'all. Y'all not gonna like this. Y'all probably gonna say that I'm crazy, but J.R. Smith. Okay, that's not a good reference. I don't think anybody should be like supporting their claim with a J.R. Smith claim. So, but J.R. Smith said it was going to be Lakers in the Heat in the finals. I don't want to like, like if I had to write a paper and I had to use a quote, like find like a scout from a scholarly article and J.R. Smith was the author, I don't even think I would really use that, like cite that. I don't even, I don't know. But, as I was saying, <laughs> look, man, I really think, I truly believe that the Miami Heat have the best shot at beating the Bucks in the, in the playoffs, man. I Look, the only people who won't be surprised are, real, like, outside of Miami, outside of South Beach, me, and I know one other Heat fan, like, personally. 
I said this back in September. I you know after the Jimmy thing and after I saw, I was like, okay, well Pat's probably going to make a move at the deadline. Something's going to happen. He did that. I really think that this Heat team with this with with the young group they have, you know, the younger guys, you know, I think this team has a serious shot, man, in the East because the East is not as scary as everybody. Well, nobody thinks the East is scary, but me as a person, as a fan of a team who's in the East and sees that the East is actually, you know, they have tough teams at the top. Like, I don't think the Heat should be scared of anybody, honestly. I mean, look at this, though. Seriously, though, I don't even think people know this. But the Heat are 2-0 and against the Bucks, 2-0 and against the Raptors, 2-0 and against the Pacers, 3-1 and against Philly. They're 0-2 against Boston, but both of those games are coming off back-to-backs. One, both times un- under men's squads, and one of them, Spo, wasn't even coaching. So they see the Celtics uh, again sometime this season, so... Look, Miami not scared of nobody. Like, this is the same Miami team that beat the Bucks in overtime, 131-126 back in October. And then on Monday, they beat them again, 105-89. But this time, they had Giannis on house arrest. He was held to 13 points. Had that man out there. Bam had that boy fighting for his life. Can't make this up, man. The Miami Heat. Like, they can, like, they just shot a... Franchise record, 22 threes. Coming from, a lot of them coming from Duncan Robinson. That boy is a shooter. Told y'all, man. Michigan boy, man. Pro blue. Go blue. Stop playing with that boy. Duncan is serious, bro. He's a shooter. A sniper. Uh, you got Dragic went off. Look. Hero is out of his, Hero and Myers, Myers Leonard are out of their walking boots. Been out of their walking boots for weeks now. Tyler Hero is on track to be back. But both Myers Leonard and Tyler Hero should be back before the playoffs. You get these guys back in rotation. Guy like Tyler Hero, who's a, he, of course he's a rookie, so no playoff experience. But a guy who's not scared of a big moment, yeah, it's going to get scary, bro. It's going to get scary for some teams. Like, that 4-5 or five matchup in the first round, if the Miami Heat stay at the 4, because right now I think the Pacers have the 5. But whether it's the Heat Pacers or Heat Sixers, if the Heat have home court, it's going to be very hard to go, you know, go to South Beach and and win and steal two or three if needed. You know, it's going to be hard to go steal games down there with this team and this crowd, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't be surprised. Look, where where are we at? This is March sixth, two thousand twenty. We are. What two three months away? What three months away from the finals? All right, hold on. Let me get my, let me gather it, gather this for the sound bite when we get there. March six, two thousand twenty. I guarantee that the Miami Heat will be playing basketball in June. There it is. I said it. I said it. I said it. Don't care. We can come back to this episode. This is episode 93. We're going to come back to this episode. And we're going to be like, yo, Eric was right. That's crazy. <coughs> I'm just saying, man. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised they make it there somehow. Um, and you know who they'll be seeing? 
the Los Angeles Lakers. Not the Clippers. The Lakers. Look, I don't know what's gotten into LeBron. But Logo LeBron is a scary man, bro. It's so scary that the other night, the cameraman wasn't even ready. Zion did the dunk. They all hype about the damn dunk. Oh, Zion did another dunk. That's all the hell Zion do. Ball gets passed down the court. The hell does LeBron do? Pull from 40 feet out. Cash. Cameraman didn't even see it. Crazy. What did he do the, the night after that? Pull from the logo. <laughs> Literally pulled up from the logo. Why? I don't know. Oh, they played it the other night. Philly. All right, so the Philly game. I think they was getting beat up on the first half, like that first half. Then they started coming back in the second half. I heard my mom upstairs making a bunch of noise. She loves LeBron. She loves basketball. She loves sports. But she loves LeBron. And she was upstairs making noise. So I don't know why I wasn't watching the game. I don't know what I was doing. So I turned the game on. I think it was like two and a half minutes left. I was so glad I tuned in at the right time. There's two two and a half left in the first half. I was so glad I tuned in because I at that moment and that, that that last couple of sequences in that game, I was losing my mind, like about to like jump through the TV because it was so crazy. They get the steal, and KCP goes down the court, dunks it. Looks like a freaking LeBron dunk. Crowd going crazy. Not even 10 seconds later, we haven't recovered from that. Another steal. AD goes down the court. He dunks it crazy, right? Clock winding down. It's like 15 seconds left in half. They bring the ball back down. The man thinking about a shot. Put the shot up. LeBron just smacked it straight to hell. And let's go to the locker room. It all happened so fast. I had to rewind it and watch it again because it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. Bro, it was nuts. Um, so that was fun to watch. But backtrack into the second Pelicans game they played. Cause I don't think I talked well, yeah, I wasn't yeah. I don't know, man. Is it the king say the king? Simple as that, bro. <laughs> this is that's all I got for you. Um but t- starting tonight, oh yeah. They played the Bucks tonight. Once again, mark this down. March sixth, two thousand twenty. Is the night that LeBron James not only defends the crown, but takes the MVP. If you guys really think that Giannis is the MVP, let's see tonight when we get head-to-head, man. Head-to-head. Let's see. Let's see. Let's find out. Because I think tonight is the night that the MVP trophy gets decided. You You guys already know I think it's going to LeBron. We'll see tonight. Lakers, Bucks. In L.A. But this next seven games is gonna be interesting for the Lakers. They got the um, got the Bucks. Like Sunday, they got the, the Clippers. Then they got the Brooklyn Nets. Then they got the Rockets at home. Nuggets at home. Jazz at home. Oh wait, Jazz away. Jazz at home. So this next seven games is gonna be interesting stretch. You know they they play tough teams. Uh, so we're gonna see some things. Uh, you know that back to back after the Nuggets game. I don't know. But um, it's going to be interesting. But I think, you know, Bron and AD should start coasting. You know, not like taking games off. We're not the Clippers. But I think, you know, this should be a time where they're in playoff mode already. 
And they should just go straight to it, man. Just keep going. Just keep balling. And stay healthy, please. But, yeah, I think, yeah. And, and Kuzma has to find his groove, man. I don't like the shots that they make Kuzma take. I think if Kuz finds his groove, man, before playoffs and the playoffs, it's going to be dangerous. And then, they so they signed Deion Waiters. I don't know why y'all thought J.R. was getting signed. And I don't know why y'all upset that he didn't get signed. After what happened the last time J.R. was in the finals, yeah, with a team like this and a chance to really do it this year, yeah, I didn't think LeBron was going to do that. I didn't see it happening. But, um, hey, oh, yeah, on my Twitter, on the Twitter account, on the Electrified Pod Twitter account, oh, yeah, 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 see? During that Lakers sequence I was talking about, I tweeted a funny tweet, man. It got a little, it got a little buzz, man. I told y'all, man. Follow the Electrified Pod Twitter account, man. I've been more active on there. It's funny. I got the best memes. I'm telling you. But I tweeted earlier this week, if we didn't have a deal done by Friday, I don't understand why we can't just have Dion and JR have a ladder match, a contract match at Elimination Chamber this Sunday to determine who goes to sign with the Lakers. I thought that was, I thought that was reasonable. But no, the Lakers decided to sign Dion Waiters before that. So, Look, my thing is they signed it for a reason. Not just because that workout was good. Okay, the workout was good. But did y'all see the way he played against the Clippers? If you don't know what I'm talking about, please go watch some highlights. Please go watch some highlights the last time the Heat played the Clippers with Dion on the team. Go watch the highlights. That's why they signed him. I promise. That's why they signed him. He was a freaking force that night. That was his first game back, I think, after the you know the, the, the incident and everything finally been back. Yeah, he went crazy that night. That's why they signed him. Wasn't because of the workout. Workout might have been an ice on the cake, like, all right, you can play basketball, but they remember what he did against the Clippers. I'm telling y'all. That right there, this free agent move, I mean this move right here, and the other Morris brother. I think that's bigger than anything that the Clippers have done during the season. You know, you know, trying to win the LA Wars. Yeah, I think this is going to be big. Bigger than people expect. Because Dion isn't here to be, you know, like a big contributor points-wise, but any everything else I'm telling you good. He's going to be a big factor. If they run if they do run into each other in the Western Conference once again, March 6th, 2020 If the Lakers and Clippers Meet each other in the Western Conference Finals Dion Waiters Will be the X Factor in that Series and have a big Impact on the outcome I said it I'm, hey, I'm, March is the March March is the month of boldness man I'm telling y'all man I'm not scared to say what I have To say Period Alright man moving on Staying in the West though but let's 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 look at this race for the eighth seed right now, I know last week I talked about I think it was like five or sixteen, five or six teams that have the potential to finish with the eighth seed. But today I want to look at just the eight and the nine. All right, so at, right now it's the Memphis Grizzlies. They're thirty-one and thirty-one, and Dame's back, and the Blazers are twenty-eight and thirty-five. So today. The Grizzlies, they play the Mavs. Tomorrow, they play the Hawks. 
Tuesday, they play the Magic. Thursday, they play the Blazers. And then next Saturday, they play the Jazz. The Blazers tonight, they play the Suns away. They play, oh yeah, let me go back to the Grizzlies. Okay, so they, they go to they go to Dallas. Then they're back home tomorrow. Then they, uh, they're they still at home for the Magic game. Then they go to Portland. Go to Utah. Flip side, the Blazers, they're, they're in Phoenix tonight. Tomorrow, they're at home against the Kings. Uh, still at home on Tuesday for the Suns. Still at home on Thursday for the Grizzlies. And still at home next Sunday for the Rockets. Here's how I think this is going to go. I think the Blazers over this five-game stretch are going to go 4-1. and one, And I think the, Grizzly are gonna, the Grizzlies are going to go 2-3. and three. I, I think the Grizzlies lose tonight, win tomorrow, win Tuesday, lose to the, the Blazers, and lose to the Jazz. I think the Sun... I think that the the Blazers win four straight and lose to the Rockets. And if I'm right, then that means the Blazers will finish this five-game stretch 32 and 36, and the Grizzlies will be 33 and 34. Point I'm trying to make here, even if I'm not right, the point I'm trying to make here is, as far as the Grizzlies go. The margin of error is like <laughs> thin, thin, like like wheat thin, like you know what I mean? Like it's really thin, bro. And you know we we, we talk about like the playing tournaments and you know get last games of the season. Like it's it's going to get crucial over this last month. It's definitely going to get crucial, and then you know a little bit in April, it's going to get crucial. It's going to be exciting to watch, and it's just like. We look at this Blazers team. It's just like, can they make that push? Does this team have that in them to make this push? And that is, you know, to be seen, to be seen. So, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think that the Blazers have a better chance of closing the gap over this five game stretch. But that's just me. That's just me. Um, let's see. Looking back at this week, my this is my first. Okay, so every Friday. Uh, we're gonna you know do the NBA update, but I would like to do a game of the week, and I usually would I would like to well, like for it to be a game that I watched, but um, a game that I was tuned into was the Mavs and the Pelicans game. Uh, there was a last Thursday night. No, not Thursday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Right, right, right. Wednesday night. I was tuned into that. So that game went to overtime, and the Mavs won 127 to 123. KP had 31, 12, and 3. Luka had 30, 17, and 10. That makes him the uh, all time triple doubles leader. He has the most triple doubles in franchise history with 22, and he did it in two seasons. That's nuts. Because he just turned 21. I turned 22 in August. I don't have a triple double in NBA. Not even one. What am I doing wrong? Anyway, <laughs> uh, Seth Curry had 21, and Tim Hardaway Jr. had 18. On the flip side, B.I. had 27, 5, and 4. Lonzo had 25, 11, and 6. Zion had 21, 6, and 3. Uh, Derek Favors had 10 and 14. Drew Holiday, who got shook to the core. He was looking for a map. Lucas sauced him. 
sauce them. Uh, he had 14, 6, and 6. Uh, Luca, man, Luca had a hell of a fourth quarter overtime. Like, he was making some plays. Um, I f- of course, you know, with the, the cross, the step back three, the tip out for the rebound, the, the tip out. Uh, who missed that three when he went in there? After he crossed Drew Holiday up, had Drew Holiday looking for a map. He went in. Fake the layup because Zion was coming to block that ball straight to hell. But Luca being the facilitator that he is, kicked that out, and somebody missed the wide open three. I forgot who did it. But man, Luca, man, I, and of course, you know, the conversation was who you want, Luca or Zion, and this is a no brainer for me. It's Luca. Luca is better than Zion and everything, but Zion is just a better athlete than him. Obviously, Zion's a freak, but Luke is the better basketball player. I don't think this is a question that anybody had. First of all, he's two years older than him. Second of all, man, Luca is just way ahead of his time, man. Luca is a freaking beast. He he is basketball, man. I love Luca, man. Seventy seven, seventy seven. That's crazy. But um, yeah, man, Luca, man, Luca Doncic is the truth. But that game was crazy. I love, I love. Been loving the games this year, man. Going into overtime and everything. Crazy game. Crazy game. But, yeah, man, that's the NBA update for this week, man. It's the NBA update. Told you guys I'd get back in the swing of things as far as the NBA goes. Um, Moving on to boxing, man. Let's let's go ahead and finish it up. Uh, First, let's talk about what's uh, going on with Tank and... Uh, What's my guy's name? Leo Santa Cruz. So, first of all, if you don't know Leo Santa Cruz, we're gonna, we're gonna I'm gonna tell you about them both before I even you know we're gonna you know do a like a potential a little preview like a tale of the tape. Not gonna go you know full details, but all right. So, Tank posted on his Instagram the other day a fight um like a fight poster of him and Leo Santa Cruz. Okay, so if you don't know Javante Davis, he's 23 and 0 with 22 knockouts, 25 years old. He's a southpaw. He's the current WBA lightweight champion. If that is 135, 135. Leo Santa Cruz, 37 and 37, one and one, 19 knockouts. He's 31 years old. He's orthodox. His only loss came from um, a decision to Carl Frampton back in 2016. Carl Frampton, another great fighter, I like. Uh, he avenged that loss in 2017. He hasn't lost since. He's a w- WBA super featherweight champion at 130. That is the belt that Tank gave up after he moved up to 135. So my thing is, this fight would probably be at 135. So Leo Santa Cruz will be moving up. Um, This would be Tank's first real test, man. Granted, Santa Cruz hasn't had a knockout in a, in a long time. But... Okay, so let's backtrack to last weekend. I'm about to wrap this thing up. Um, let's backtrack the last weekend, man, to that DAZN card, which took me by surprise because, honestly, I didn't even plan on watching it. And I ended up watching it, and it was a great card. Um, I was excited to see Roman uh, Chocolatito Gonzalez back in the room because I hadn't seen him in a while. And, first of all, it was crazy to hear how the commentators were just writing him off Talking about him like he was 39 years old, bro. He's 32. Uh, the losses they were talking about, they happened a long time ago. He already 
came back, won two TKO victories, and now he just put down a young cat, TKO with him, and now he's a WBA flyweight champion. Congratulations to Roman Gonzalez. Hell of a fight. Um, then Mikey Garcia, he, you know, he, he, he was struggling in the first, like, three rounds, and then he dropped Jesse Vargas in the fifth and went on the coast to a, a unanimous decision victory. Um, still not convinced, man. I mean, he looked good. He looked bigger. But, you know, he's calling for a super fight with Pacquiao and a, maybe a rematch with Spence. I think maybe he can beat Pacquiao, but I don't think he's beating Spence or any of the other big welterweights. I just don't see it, man. But that's just me. That's just me. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you guys, man. Great episode again. Glad talk. you know, great talking to you guys. Um, I should be back on Tuesday. For episode ninety, episode ninety four. So with that being said, man, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Shout out to the good people over there, man. All the all the other uh, people on the network. Um, got got me a nice Stadium Scene TV. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw that uh, Stadium Scene TV sticker sent to the, uh, sent to me. So that was nice. Uh, hope you guys have a great weekend, man. Stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, wash your hands, man. Avoid all the you know. You guys know, man. Just stay safe. Enjoy your weekend. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Uh, you know, share this, retweet, like all that great stuff, man. Post your story, all that great stuff, man. Um, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Make sure you just keep listening, keep following, keep subscribing, all that good stuff. And uh, for the ninety third time, I'm Eric Lyons. You have just been electrified. <laughs>